0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Locum's Live podcast. My name is Tom Hoffman, and today we are very excited to welcome in Zara Polfrey as she joins us from out on assignment with us currently to help us celebrate National Physician's Assistant Week. Zara, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to start off by having you give us just a brief introduction about yourself and your background and just find out a little bit more about why you decided to get into the healthcare field.
1: Oh boy, I hope you have enough time you for the floor is yours.
0: Absolutely, for yours.
1: <laughs> and you have time for a complicated enough story. So, uh, I'm a I was a German national, uh German born, German parents, German school uh until I was 24 when I came to America in uh 2011. Um and I've always wanted to go from to medical school from a very early age. Uh, In Germany, PA is not a thing. It does not exist. Um, So it's not even a consideration. So I've never heard of a PA until um, I uh, joined the army. Oh, wow. Broke my femur when I was going to be an Apache pilot in the US. And uh, they were like, hey, uh, come by with your resume. Why you have a broken leg and you got nothing to do. And I was like, all right, sure, whatever. So I came to my commander with like a stack of credit hours and degrees translated, half of them from Germany, some of them from the U.S. And uh, he looked at me and he said, why are you here? And I said, <laughs> well, sir, the, the, the short answer is a lot of my stuff didn't transfer and I had to get another degree here. And then when I was done with my undergrad, I was told, well, Grad school is thousand dollars I was an immigrant. I didn't have a credit score. Nobody is going to give someone a $200,000 loan if you don't have a credit score. So long story short, <laughs> the whole reason why I was in the army. And I was like, well, I figure I'll fly Apache. And then I'll go to medical school. And if I fail, I still fly Apache. It's not too bad. So uh, that's kind of like how this all came about. And uh, I basically... Um, was super qualified for the school, the army school. They have a PA school, and that's how I kind of like just applied, and I got it done, and I got in a very first try.
0: That's amazing. Um, yeah. you know that's funny. You actually just led into my next question, which would, uh-huh. which was going to be, you know, what initially you know drew you to wanting to become a PA specifically. But that is a, a much different answer than I was expecting. Um, and <laughs> yeah. a very interesting answer. I'm actually yeah. very familiar with um, Apaches. I'm I'm kind of a, a an airfare nut. Um,
1: okay, awesome. So that, yeah. that's
0: pretty impressive that you wanted to fly Apaches. I know exactly what that what that is and the, yeah. the hard work that it takes to do that. Um, yeah, but so, I guess so now in, in, I just
1: fly bush planes instead, so...
0: A lot of healthcare providers, you know, come across challenges every day, right? So that's yeah, just the nature sure. of the position that you're in. You know, you're Absolutely. providing care for hundreds, if not thousands of patients each year. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you what you thought, you know, would be your biggest challenge um, that you encounter working as a PA, and just in general, how you overcome those challenges to make yourself a better provider.
1: I guess the challenge to figure out how do you approach this patient... And how do you make them understand what is the best uh, course of action in their care? Um, So I guess it takes a lot of listening, trying to listen between the lines to actually hear what they're actually saying versus what they're saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that that makes sense to me. Um, Actually, the last podcast I did with a family medicine provider had a very similar answer. You know, it's really about just getting through to them and understanding the root of the problem to help them
1: yeah absolutely and then in an immersion setting it's uh totally different for me as a pa i feel like i mean in trauma because i was in the military it's like second nature, and you know what to do and that's not a problem at all anytime a trauma walks in i'm like okay whatever i'm totally relaxed i know right. i got this but then if somebody comes in with you know I think I guess a learning process with the, the time of your being a PA is a constant learning process, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean I can I can see that. I mean you're constantly yeah. evolving with the situations that you're dealing with at the time.
1: Yeah. Um and that's yeah.
0: you know, that's what makes you know what you guys do day in and day out so impressive. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are a variety of different reasons uh why providers decide to take the jump, you know, specifically to try a locums assignment for the first time. So whether that be, you know, financial incentives or they want to go out and travel more or they need more of a work-life balance in their lives, the list goes on. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, what specifically inspired you to try Locum's for the first time?
1: So um, Locum is actually the perfect job assignment for me. If I could do it full time, I probably would. Um, Because I kind of like learning something new, um, understanding something new, learning a new system, learning a new hospital kind of meeting new people um, and then once I've done that I'm like okay um, I need to learn something else and locom kind of provides that where you can pick an assignment that interests you and you can learn everything about it and you can get really good at it and by the time you get really good at it you can pick a new one <laughs> sure. so I kind of I kind of really like that and then you get the flexibility with it I care more about flexibility so let's say if I wake up tomorrow and I'm like hey I really want to go to Iceland, then I can just change my schedule around with the locums, whatever it is, and just do that without me having to take leave and missing you know, wages and everything. You just have a lot more flexibility.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's something that we hear a lot. And and, yeah. and Zara, just as a part two for that question, I'm really mm-hmm. curious just to hear um, you know, if working locums assignments is what you thought it would be or if it yeah. is something that is completely different than you initially expected.
1: No, it's actually exactly what I thought it would be. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I and didn't then, really expect anything else.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, as as I mentioned, you know, at the at the start of the podcast, you're actually out on a locum's assignment right now for us, for CCL,
1: and mm-hmm. taking the time
0: to sit down with us. We know how busy you are. So again, we really yeah. appreciate it. But you've worked with one of our recruiters, Gina Wass, for a while. I just uh-huh. wanted to to check in to see, you know, how has your overall experience been with Gina and CCL as a whole?
1: So um Gina is actually the perfect agent for me <laughs> because she's kind of straightforward and she doesn't get offended easily because I know a lot of times as a German, my work, work choices aren't the same as Americans would pick a lot of times. So Gina is kind of just straightforward. She's like, yep, this is what we're going to do. And if there's any problem I have, she's like, yep, you're right. Let's do this. But um I didn't have any issues with uh the agency itself at all.
0: Well, that's great to hear, uh, and especially about Gina. And, you know, Gina is one of our veterans, and she's been a pleasure to work with for many years. So I'm really, really happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, Just have time for a couple more questions, Zara. Um, Uh I I did mention this uh, a little bit earlier, too. But, you know, in your career, you have, I know, undoubtedly provided care to hundreds, if not thousands of patients, right?
1: Yeah. In Uh
0: many different patient care settings. So I do like to ask this of all the providers that we have on this podcast, but it's one of my favorites to ask. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, do you have any experiences, um, you know, throughout your career that have stood out just in terms of patient care and, you know, where you have truly felt like you've made a difference in a patient or a family's life? Um, and if that is the case, just wanted to see if you might be willing to share one of those stories.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had in the army, um, when I was in Fort Campbell, uh, was in two, three, two FAR, um. And we, I got this call from, I think, my battalion commander, and he said, Hey, we have this patient or this soldier who was in a car accident, pretty bad. Um, and he had his foot amputated. And, um, I think he had several auto surgeries. I don't know the exact specifics anymore, which I feel bad now because I probably should. Um, but, and I was like, oh, well, that's bad. Why, why are you calling me? Why is the hospital calling me? This is bad. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, okay, well, here's uh here's the name, um, and the phone number, and please help us figure this out. And I was like, okay, Roger that. So, um, Turned out that I saw him right after um, the surgery uh, that he received in that civilian hospital in in a trauma kind of setting. And then uh, he came in in super good spirits. I mean, I knew this. He was like in his early twenties, and he just got his foot amputated after a traumatic accident. He was in a wheelchair when he came in because he, you know, had probably spinal or pelvic surgery. Um, so it was pretty bad. And he came in in super good spurts, and I was amazed. Let's do this. Let's get better. And I want to continue to be a soldier, and I want you to help me make this happen. And I thought, this is awesome. Absolutely. I'll do anything I can. So um, I I had a really another um, utter NCO. He uh, was one of my seniors who had nine knee surgeries. And I met him initially because he asked me, to get a write off for the Warrior Games because he wanted to participate in a wheelchair. Because wow. he couldn't do a lot of the things. And I was like, hey, whatever you want to do, whatever you think you're capable to do, I'll sign for. I'm all for you. Let me know what you need and I'll sign it. And so I called him because I knew he must be a pro in rehab if he had had nine uh, knee surgeries and he wanted to do those games and he was really fit. So he's, uh, I said, hey, I have to soldier. Uh, I need to rehab him. We have to keep him in the army. So seven months later, (laughs) he was back. Um, He had a pretty extensive rehab program. We sent him to Fort Sam for specialized training on his prosthetic. And we rehabbed him, and he came back to the Army with uh, no limitations. He was doing the ACFT with not really any problems. And he would go to PT, and you would see him run there. Amazing. Which is pathetic. It was amazing. <laughs> he was the best story. I uh, absolutely loved having him as a patient, and yeah, that's, I think about that a lot yeah, of that's, times
0: today. That's have, amazing.
1: Yeah, I actually had um, saw it in the news. In the they have you know they have to specialized news for every post, and it was in the newspaper. A picture of him and. Um, just the story about him was really cool, and I'm super happy about that.
0: That's incredible. And you know, I, I'm just I'm sitting here listening to your story, and I'm thinking too. You know, yeah. you, you you're not just you know helping them get through their injuries. You're you're helping them on a psychological level, right? Right. You have yeah. patients that are going through an incredibly hard time, and, and I'm referencing right. specifically your story with being in the army. You know, being a soldier has to give you a special bond with any of the patients that you're seeing in that kind of setting. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, awesome. we, we have time for one last question. Uh-huh. Um, and this is another question that I really just like to have all of our providers weigh in on. Uh-huh. Uh, and that would be, you know, what advice would you give providers that are interesting t- uh, interested in taking the jump to try a locums assignment for the first time? Is there anything that you wish you would have known or, you know, just throughout your career working locums um, that, you know, just advice that you would give to new providers willing to try it out?
1: Um. Well, I would kind of, um, so what I learned from one of my best friends here, who is a pilot, um, is that you, if you say no to opportunities, you kind of just, you cheat yourself. Because a lot of times it doesn't sound great, or it's maybe not 100% what you had pictured. But then if you don't go, you will never know. And there's a lot of places in the locum world, it's kind of like, you might not know 100% how this is going to look like, then it might not be 100% what you wanted, but in the end, it's usually a lot better of an experience than you thought you were going to have. So if you don't go because you don't like a tiny detail or something about it you don't like, you're kind of cheating yourself out of an opportunity. So
0: Absolute. I would say... That's a great answer. Yeah. That's yeah. a great answer. Well, all right, Zara, I, I know how busy you are, uh, especially working this current assignment for us, but I really appreciated your time today. You have a fascinating yeah, thank story. Thank you. We're incredibly thank you so grateful. Much. Yeah, absolutely. We're incredibly grateful for you know everything that you guys do for CCL, and then obviously the patients that you serve every day. Um, again, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope you have a very happy National PA Week.
1: Thank you. You have a good day.